Hey, welcome to our online broadcast. This is Steve Polk, Executive Pastor here at First Baptist Rock Hill. And it's my honor to welcome you to, to our online broadcast today. Uh, this, serv- this sermon, our pastor's never preached before, talking about Jonathan. If you've been reading through our reading plan with us, you've seen the stories of Saul and David. Saul's son, Jonathan, was one of David's closest friends. And we're going to learn a lot from Jonathan today as we talk about loyalty and relationships. So go ahead and get your copy of God's Word, grab grab a notepad and a pen, and really get ready to settle in. It's so critical in our relationships that we have loyalty. Within the context of those, we talk about trust, but loyalty is a critical characteristic. So we're going to see what that's all about today and how the Lord will help uh, show us what it is to be loyal and how to put that into uh, practice and to involve that in our relationships. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for for your word. You teach us so much that is so relevant and practical in our daily lives. So today, as we look at Jonathan and the loyalty that he demonstrated as a friend to David and as a son to Saul, uh, that unique place he found himself will teach us so much of how to be loyal in our relationships. So help us see what we need to see today in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been said that no man is an island. The truth is none of us do life very well in isolation. We need relationships, other people who are part of our lives, and we need to be part of other people's lives. I mean, you you think about, uh, you know, Batman had Robin, Superman had Lois Lane, and uh, the Lone Ranger had Tonto. All of us need people we can count on who love us, and who are good friends, good family members, good co-workers. We need people in our lives. And one of the things that's very important to having healthy relationships that help us move forward well in life is this thing called loyalty, that we need people who will be loyal to us, and there are other people who need us to be loyal to them. But the question is, what does loyalty look like? And another question you and I need to ask is, am I a loyal person? And do I have people in my life who are loyal to me? But the most important question is, what does loyalty that is healthy really look like? We're going to talk about that today. In the Old Testament Testament book of of 1 Samuel, we have the story of a, a young man named Jonathan who was the prince of Israel. He was the son of Israel's first king. King Saul. And not only was he King Saul's son, he was best friends with David, the man God chose to replace Saul as king because God rejected Saul at some point and then Saul would die. And rather than Jonathan and and Saul's descendants sitting on the throne of Israel, God said, no, that's not going to happen. I'm finding someone else, a man after my own heart, and he chose David. And so David would sit on the throne in the future in place of Jonathan, the prince of Israel. And so here you have this man, Jonathan, who who was the king's son, who was loyal to his father, good to his father his whole life, but also best friends with David, a man that his father hated. And you could say that he was caught between these two men, his dad and his best friend, but he was loyal to both. He was good 
to both of them. And you and I can learn so much from Jonathan's example about being a good friend to others, a good husband, a good wife, about being a good team player, a good co-worker, and about what those who are that in our lives, what are the characteristics, the characteristics of healthy loyalty. Today, real quickly, looking at the story of Jonathan, I want to point out to us seven characteristics of loyalty, of a loyal person who who does it the right way, does it God's way. And the first thing is this, someone who is loyal can also, in fact, needs to also be a person who is both confident and and talented. Sometimes we get it in our mind that if somebody is loyal, it means they're weak. They're always giving in. They go along to get along. And that's not true. And 1 Samuel chapter 13, and you can go ahead and be opening your Bible there if you want to. Um, we first meet Jonathan as a young man, the son of Saul, who is leading part of the military of Israel. And in that chapter, Jonathan leads 1,000 Jewish soldiers into battle, and they defeat the Philistines. In that same chapter, we, you move over to the next chapter, chapter 14, Jonathan is alone with one other soldier, and they come across a band of Philistines, and so Jonathan and one other Jewish soldier attack and kill about 20 Philistine soldiers. And so the point that we get from those two stories is that Jonathan was a very capable man, a very capable leader, somebody who was courageous, confident, gifted, talented, strong in and of himself. And so loyalty is not does, does not mean, if someone is loyal, does not necessarily mean that person is weak, that person has no real talent to speak of, that person is just a yes man. The truth is to be a loyal person, God's way, in a healthy way, requires a certain amount of strength and courage. And so the first characteristic of healthy loyalty is a person who has confidence and talents himself or herself. The second characteristic is they have a strong trust in God, a strong dependence on God. In chapter 14 of 1 Samuel, if you'll look, you remember I mentioned that Jonathan and one other soldier attacked and defeated and killed about 20 Philistine soldiers. I mean, they were greatly outmanned, and he was a courageous leader. But I want you to notice something that Jonathan said to his uh, other soldier before the attack. In chapter 14, verse 6, Jonathan said to the young man who was carrying his armor, the other soldier, Come and let us cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised, referring to the Philistines. Perhaps the Lord will work for us. And then notice this. For the Lord is not restrained to save by many or by few. Jonathan knew enough from the history of Israel that God can do great things. And sometimes he does it through an individual or just a few people. Other times he does it through a large number of people. If God is in it, if it's what God wants, if it's what God's doing, it doesn't matter if it's few or many because he knew if it's what God wanted, God would do it. 
God would give them the victory. And so this is just one simple example that Jonathan, this man who was so loyal to his father and also loyal to David, Saul's enemy, was a man who was strong and confident, but that confidence, that strength grew out of his reliance on God, grew out of his dependence on the Lord, grew out of his relationship with his master. He had a strong, strong faith. You see, a strong relationship with God, great trust in God keeps you anchored. It gives you courage. And it allows you to go through life, focus more on what God wants and who he is, less focus on yourself. Because the truth is, the more you focus on yourself, the less your trust in God will be. It's difficult, brothers and sisters, to be loyal in a healthy way when you are consumed with yourself and fears, and your own desires. It's difficult to have a healthy loyalty to others when you are worried about, will they like me or not if I do this or do that, or if I don't do this or do that. It's difficult to to be loyal in a healthy way when you don't know who you are. You don't know what your values and your priorities are, what is driving your life. Jonathan had a relationship with God that was real and strong, and out of that grew an awareness of who he was. He had a trust in God, and it enabled him to be strong and confident and use his talents to serve, and therefore he wasn't afraid or unable to be loyal to different People, You see, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we get our identity, our sense of who we are from our healthy relationship with him. And when we have a healthy relationship with him, therefore a healthy self-identity, understanding of who we are, we can be strong in other areas of life. A third characteristic of healthy loyalty in relationships is that the person who is loyal will be honest honest with his friends, his family members, and his co-workers, even when it's not easy to be honest with them. The truth is, always agreeing with someone is not healthy for anybody. Always being a yes man or a yes woman is not good for the for you or the person you're trying to be loyal to. Over in chapter 19, go ahead and turn there in your Bible, please. 1 Samuel uh, chapter 19, there's more of the story of of this man named Jonathan. In verses 1 and 2 of chapter 19, Saul, the king, told Jonathan his son and all of his servants to put David to death. Saul had become an enemy of David. He was jealous of him, wanted him executed. So he ordered his son and his government officials and his military leaders to track David down and execute him. In the middle of verse 1, but Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. They were good friends, best friends. And in verse 2, so Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, is seeking to put you to death. Now, therefore, please be on guard. So he warned David, but dropped down to verse 4. He did more than that. 
And verse 4, then Jonathan spoke well of David, talked good about David to Saul, to his father. And he said to him, do not let the king sin against his servant David, since he, this David, has not sinned against you, and since his deeds have been very beneficial to you. Then he goes on to describe how. For he, David, took his life in his hand and struck the Philistine. You remember when David, as a young man, killed the the giant Goliath? He put his own life at risk to do that, to serve you and to serve the Jewish army. And the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all of Israel. You saw it, and you rejoiced, Dad. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by putting David to death without a cause? And in verse 6, Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan and allowed David to live. So here is Jonathan in a very tense moment standing up to his father and speaking truth, being honest. He was loyal to his father, but that doesn't mean he was always a yes man. Doesn't mean he always agreed to get along. He spoke the truth to his father and he persuaded his father. And that lasted for a while, but only a while. Because eventually, King Saul became angry and jealous of David again and ordered everybody to track him down and execute him. And and, uh, Saul's throwing a banquet. And during that banquet, he gets really mad at his son, Jonathan, because of his ongoing friendship with David. And so in chapter 20, if you'll look in your Bible, starting at verse 30, Chapter 20 of 1 Samuel, starting at verse 30. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, his own son. And he said to him, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you are choosing the son of Jesse, that's David, to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? How dare you be a friend to him? Verse 31. For as long as the son of Jesse lives... On the earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Don't you understand, Jonathan, that God has chosen David? If we let him live, he'll be the king and not you? Doesn't that bother you? And therefore now, King Saul says, send and bring him. Bring David to me, for he must surely die. Then in verse 32, but Jonathan answered Saul his father and said to him, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? And then Saul hurled his spear at him at Jonathan to strike him down. And Jonathan knew that his father had decided to put David to death. Then Jonathan, in verse 34, arose from the table there at the banquet in fierce anger, and he left the room. Even at at the threat of, of Saul taking Jonathan's life, Jonathan still spoke truth to his father. And here's the point. Sometimes we have people in our lives, people we care about, and they're wrong. They make wrong decisions. They do wrong things. Sometimes people in our lives for whom we care don't do the right things or don't do things the right way. And in those moments, they need our loyalty. But loyalty that is healthy, that is godly, is not saying yes to all of their wrong. 
not agreeing with their bad decisions just so they will still like you. Healthy loyalty means sometimes when they need us to, we speak the truth to them. Being honest and reasoning, trying to persuade them. And we need to remember that our goal is not simply to speak the truth. Our goal is to help them. Our goal is to persuade them. And so how we tell them the truth matters just as much as the truth we share with them. And the Bible speaks a lot about that. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech always be seasoned with grace as those as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Proverbs 15, 28, the heart of the righteous ponders, thinks about, reflects on how to answer. Proverbs 16, 23, the heart of the wise instructs his mouth. So the, the, the heart of the wise, we think about it, we ponder it, we reflect on it, and that informs how we say things, instructs our Mouth and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than him. So yes, loyalty that is healthy means being honest with people when they need it, but being honest with them with the right words in the right way. Does that mean they always receive it? No. Does that mean that they're always persuaded? No. But we give them the opportunity by speaking the truth into them and doing it with kindness and grace and understanding and wisdom and love because our goal is to help them. That's what a loyal friend does, a loyal spouse does, a loyal co-worker does. The fourth characteristic of healthy loyalty is someone who is an encourager to, to, to another person when that encouragement is needed. Saul and his army have been chasing David for a number of years and David is discouraged and so Jonathan tracks him down. And in 1 Samuel chapter 23, if you'll look in your Bible please, starting at verse 15, the Bible says, now David became aware that Saul had come out to seek his life while David was in the wilderness of this particular location. So not only had King Saul and his army been tracking David, trying to find him, but David got word they knew where he was and they were headed that way. And in verse 16, Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in that location and encouraged him in God. Encouraged him in God meaning he encouraged him spiritually. He encouraged his faith. He encouraged his staying true, his faithfulness, if you will, uh, to the Lord. And, and there are times when you and I need people who will encourage us spiritually. There are times when others need us to encourage them in God, encourage them spiritually. And one of the characteristics of a person who is loyal in a healthy way and a godly way is they encourage others in their walk with God. They encourage them spiritually. That's a characteristic. And, and I want you to notice that Jonathan took the initiative to go to David and encourage him. He didn't just stumble upon him. And there are going to be times God will put on your mind and heart somebody that you need to encourage. 
and their walk with God. Listen to the Lord and do it. That's what a loyal person does. The fifth characteristic of healthy loyalty in relationships is that the loyal person who does it God's way will always give precedence to God's plan. God's plan, God's will will always take precedence over personal wishes, always take priority over personal desire and want. And that same story, when Jonathan goes to encourage David, starting in verse 17, he also says to David, thus he said to him, do not be afraid because the hand of Saul, my father, will not find you. And you will be king. You will be king over Israel. And I will be next to you. And Saul, my father, knows that. Now I want you to get this picture in mind. Saul was the first king of Israel. Jonathan was his son. And by natural law, natural rights would be his successor as the next king of Israel. Jonathan was intended to sit on the throne of Israel. But Saul's sin, Saul's disobedience was such that God rejected Saul and his descendants as future kings and chose David to be the new king and start a new lineage of kings in Israel, meaning that Jonathan, who was the prince of Israel and intended to be the next king, would never be king. And here Jonathan tells David, my dad knows that. God's made it clear to him, I know that, and I'm okay with that. You will be king, David, and I will do what I can to serve you and to help you the way you tried to serve my father even when he would not let you. Wow. Now think about the strength of Jonathan, the the, the trust that he had in God. To, to, to be okay with that and to, to accept God's plan because I'm sure there's part of Jonathan that wanted to be king. We've already seen he was a capable leader. He was a military leader. He was wise. He was temperate. He wasn't reactionary and irrational. Uh, he was godly. I'm, I, I'm convinced Jonathan would have made a great king. But God had a different plan. And Jonathan, because of his relationship with God, was first and foremost loyal to God. And if God's plan was that he never be king and instead David be king in his place, Jonathan said God's plan matters more than any dream I may have ever had. God's plan matters more than my own. And 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 as a result of that, his motives remain pure. His life and his actions were consistent because he was focused on what God wanted, God's plan, God's will, God's purpose, more than anything he thought of. And that is the characteristic of a godly person, a godly man or woman who seeks to be loyal to others is that what we want is what God wants for them. What we want is what God wants for them, even if it affects us in a way we might wish was different. 
And um, that's an important lesson to learn. Now, two more characteristics of a healthy, godly, loyal person. Number six, someone who has that kind of loyalty will be loyal even when it's hard. Now, I want you to think about Jonathan's entire adulthood. His father, the king. His best friend, David. And his father spending years trying to track down, arrest, and execute David. And yet, Jonathan, in the middle, loyal to David, a good friend to David, an encourager to, to David, willing to serve in David's, David's uh, government, if you will, when David would become king. But he was also loyal to his father. He never turned his back on King Saul. In fact, the last story of Jonathan in 1 Samuel is in the last chapter, chapter 31, when Saul and his sons, Jonathan and his two brothers, lead the Israeli army into another battle with the Philistines. And in verse 2 of chapter 31, the Philistines overtook Saul and his sons. And the Philistines killed Jonathan and his two brothers and mortally injured King Saul, who would later die. And so here at the very end, Jonathan, who had been loyal to David that would succeed his father, was still serving his father, still fighting in battle side by side with his father and his two brothers, gave his life in battle with his father. He was able to be loyal to both. And I think that grew out of his own relationship with God, that trust he had in God that made him a confident and strong person that allowed him to speak the truth, that allowed him to be an encourager, that allowed him to to know the plan of God and the will of God and want that more than he wanted anything else. It made him who he was. And that's why, being in the middle, he was able to be good to and loyal to David while also being good to and loyal to his father because he knew who he was. He was a servant of the Lord Most High. He was a servant of God. And that leads me to what, to the last characteristic, number seven. He was incorruptible. He did not allow anything to corrupt or change him and his character. Not his dad. Not the conflict between his father and David. Not the, the lost opportunity to be a king himself. I can see how many of us would allow any of those, let alone all of them, to corrupt us, to change us, to mess us up. We can get so caught up in other people's messes, the the mistakes they make in life, the pressure they put on us. We, We can get so caught up in other people's problems that it gets the better of us. It changes us. It corrupts us. Causes us not to be men or women of great trusting God, of great character, who's able to speak the truth, 
hear the truth, accept God's will above everything. But see, when when the core of who you are is someone who genuinely trusts God and is committed to him, you will know how to deal with the circumstances of life, the different people who are in your life, and do it the right way, God's way, even when it is hard. Healthy, godly loyalty depends on being a healthy disciple of Jesus Christ. How healthy are you as a follower of Jesus? How great is your trust in God? Truly, how great is it? How healthy are you as a disciple? And then a second question, are you a loyal friend? Are you a loyal spouse? Are you a loyal co-worker? Which of these seven characteristics of healthy, godly loyalty do you need to work on, get better at? Confidence, trust in God, honesty with grace, being an encourager, putting God's will or his plan first above your own preferences, staying loyal when it's not easy, not allowing other people's messes to corrupt you. Which of those seven characteristics of healthy, godly loyalty do you need to work on and get better? And then one final question. Who in your life, at this moment, who in your life most needs you right now? Who in your life right now is God putting on your heart and in your mind needs you to help them, to encourage them, maybe to speak the truth with grace to them, to be there for them when it's hard? Who is it that God is speaking to you about and he's saying you need to be there for them. You need to be loyal to them in a godly way, in a good way, in God's way right now. Answer those questions. And let God use you to be somebody who is loyal and godly. God bless you. I'll see you next Sunday.